Aloha kako everyone and welcome back. You know, uh, it's been a crazy week. I uh, haven't done my Wednesday or my Friday check-in, but those ones are a little superficial to me. So, you know, this first month, it's going to be kind of a stretch fitting things in, but I'm holding to my New Year's resolution and talking about what we can do here on Maui. So last week, we were blessed to have Kenny Rollins Fernandez as our first guest of the new year. This week, so blessed to have Council Member Shane Senensi. Aloha, Shane. Hey, aloha, brother Kavika, and haole makahiki ho. Oh, haole makahiki ho to you. You know, and it's been it's been a beautiful new year. It, at least it has for me. How about you? Yeah, it has. The weather's been nice. We've got some nice crisp weather here out in uh, East Maui. And so uh, hopefully it's a sign of things to come, yeah? Oh, yes. You know, I, I'm blessed to be looking out today over Makawao. And, uh, you know, it's, it is probably one of the most greenest seasons I have seen in a while. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, speaking of the new year, do you, uh, do you do resolutions at all? Um, well, my, the only resolution I have, it's my, my birthday, uh, uh-huh. new year. <laughs> so everybody gets to celebrate my birthday so it's just um it's always been like that but yeah it just just reminds me of getting older <laughs> right but on. always always hopeful for a new year right new time new year yes a new year and uh new things to do so now that yeah. now that the election's over our things to do now we have a plate that is full full of wants, needs, and promises from all sides of our community. And, you know, I was talking with Kiani last week, and she was saying that, you know, I, I was asking about those vetoes from Victorino in the 11th hour. And, I, you know, I thought it was very interesting the way they played out they did. And, you know, and uh, I know that he's not mayor anymore, but I like go, hey, uncle, what's the deal, bro? So uh, you you were attached to the cultural overlay bill. Now, now first, before, I, I know I talked about it a little with her, but, you know, I like give it straight from the horse's mouth. So could you please tell everyone, like, what is in the intent of, of this whole cultural overlay? Hey, yeah, and mahalo for bringing that up. Um, us, too, we were kind of disappointed that uh, it got vetoed. But it's been a long process from when we started uh, four, four years ago. For, for me, um, the cultural overlay bill was just to add more protections for our burial sites, our Ivi Kupuna, our cultural sites, those types of things. So um, it was just to add a different, uh, another layer, uh, a home rule layer of protection um in the past kovika the problem has been um at the state level the state has just been you know overburdened with a lot of uh, developments and they weren't able they're short-staffed at the uh, the shipty office the state historic preservation uh department so a, a lot of these times these um projects don't get reviewed by them and in the past, if they don't get reviewed within, you know, 30 days, then some of these projects just keep going. 
like, you know, well, Shipti didn't, um, you know, comment on them. So it looks like we can continue with this, with this bill. So we started four years ago with the first ever county uh, archaeologist. And so, okay, if we can't get an archaeologist from the state, let's get our own archaeologist, right, to review some of these plans. So um, in a nutshell, that was what the, uh, the bill was about, is to... Um, to put the county archaeologist to kind of help with some of these, the permits that came through. She didn't, I think the fear was, and maybe from the mayor, that the, the county archaeologist had the power uh, to stop projects, but she didn't. And I think that was the, the misnomer out there, was that she, just one one person could stop these projects. But all, all the bill did was just have her kind of opine on some of these um permits and just say hey uh looking at the the state maps um from past years it looks like they found some burials here 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 and here so it's supposed to kind of okay let the developers know that hey uh, if you're going to develop here we've we've found burials in the past so you may want to maybe not develop there maybe reconsider uh, even purchasing the property or something like that, but it was it was just to give, and, and she would just advise the department heads on um, on the process. And I, I did want to tell you, Kavika, all of the um, the mayor's department support majority of the departments supported the archaeologists um, because it was real quick. She looked at the state maps; she could tell you know, tell the department heads, hey, there's this, that going on. And we can still do that. Um, she, she's already doing those things. But we did want to um, kind of codify those state processes within our county codes. That's, you know, and that's a really good thing to bring up. But people don't realize that, you know, there are a lot of things that we get for short times or periods or things only have so much reach or influence. But by making this you know guaranteed as a part of the structure it makes sure that not only it doesn't disappear when anti-win retire or anything or like if it gets handed off too many times will someone forget about it you know so by making it there is something to say that we have to make sure our Ina is protected in that sense for, for burial sites and practice sites you know that's I, I think that's important especially in this time yeah, and and I, and I get it. I mean, um, there was a group of you know opponents, you know, some of the developers, some of the hotel alliances that, and I'm not sure, uh, you know, they they came out hard and spoke against it. Probably got to the mayor, they got to some of the other council members that voted against it. But and so I'm not sure if you know there's already plans for development in in high sensitive areas but but there was a lot of pushback uh, from those industries and uh, when we think back in history Kobiko, you know some of the these huge hotel uh developments were the the largest desecrators of evi kupuna right yes. of course we've got um uh the rich colton uh, out in the West End, right? They they hit a massive burial site. But what they did was, you know, to their credit, they did move the hotel design, Mocha, and off of the the burial site that was along the along the um, the coastline. Um, the other one was, of course, the the um, Grand Wailea, 
and the Grand Grand Waleo was a huge um, a burial a burial site. They hit like three or four different ones, and and I've heard uh, you can, you'll hear the the stories and even the horror stories. You know, there was I've heard. So when you walk down there, you don't realize, but you're walking through this. You know, and, and I didn't realize it myself. But you're walking through this maze of, of burial sites when you visit the Grand Wailea. Uh, by the parking structure, they put some bones there. If you pass the um, the church on property, they put some bones there. Uh, the restaurant on the southern end where there's a pond with all the fish inside, they put bones um, along the pipes that was below that pond. Um, the park... There's a county park between the Grand Oilea and on um, the other hotel south of that. And so that county park is a huge mound, and, and they put more burials there. There's even stories that a truckload of, of Ivi Kupuna was taken off-site during the, the construction of the Grand Oilea. And we're, we're still, you know, practitioners are still trying to find that location. Of where a whole truckload of Indi Kupuna was was dumped somewhere. So, I mean, people don't realize, or people by, like myself, um, we we didn't know all of these stories. Um, but this was the practice, and this was what has been kept from us all these years. And so, you know, we're walking around, and these are all these sites that are that are within our community. And so, I think I think we just and it's it's for cultural practitioners i don't think people realize the solemnity and the effort to go into to uh, reinter bones i mean it's a very somber event a very heavy right yeah and so but but our community had to go through this constantly through all these years you know and without a lot of, and they did it, right? The cultural practitioners did it because this was their kuleana. But so I think this was our effort. Our effort was just to stop that practice. And if it's a burial site, then just leave it alone. You know, it's our our ancestors. And so, um, you know, just for the sake, we don't want to wipe out our history uh, for, you know, for progress, right? Right, to just to, to pave over it. We want to remember those things. No, and it, it's very important. You know, I, I I absolutely understand. I have to drive through that end to pay respects to my grandfather. You know, we we put him out at sea over there at McKenna Bay, and you know, it's it, it's it's really um, you know, it is to me, you know, just as somber to have to pass through that, and then now knowing that. I'm I'm passing through an even bigger graveyard I I was unaware of until this point, you know, and then that it just that's a lot to take in for the first time to hear as a Hawaiian, you know. It's it was one thing to grow up hurting and seeing the over abundance of tourism and and what it did to our community, but now knowing, you know, growing up and hearing these things, you know, so so well, that's so, that's the irony too, right, Kovika? I mean, like all these pristine—you mentioned tourism—all these pristine beaches, right? And so this is where we want to go, lay in the sand, and you know, sun and surf, and you know, it's huge business uh, for the visitor industry. Well, 
people don't realize in our in our recent history when when native hawaiians were were not immune to foreign diseases right yes so we died we died from simple things like you know fever pox you know smallpox all of these things because we didn't have a natural immunity to them and where did they go when they got the fever and they couldn't handle and there was nothing to you know to ease them they went down to the beach yeah and they they laid in the sand because that was the only way to go ahead and 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 cool themselves from the fevers that eventually killed them and a lot of them ironically we do have them here in Hana. a lot of them just perished right there in the sand so you see a lot of our ivikupuna if not in the sand right up shore from it you know and that was where you know a lot of them were were you know just died right there and so that's why what the bill does with with mapping is that it it shows developers prior to developing hey there's there's burials here now if they went ahead and did we and like we we don't have this mapping system and if they do go ahead and find Evi kupuna well they're not protected that's when that's when well those bones would just be would dug up again and there's no process what this does is it helps to identify these these areas prior to even you know going in and, and digging digging the ground up so how do we make sure this stays how do how do we codify this and you know i know so the so as it's explained to me this veto can be reviewed before the end of this month and there's supposed to be a meeting on the last friday uh, you know, I think that's a little too late, you know, especially if you guys got to like deliberate and, you know, everybody talk about it, you know, because that kind of like falls yeah. on like I think it's like Sunday is the technical last day <clears throat> and nobody's uh, going to hold a quorum on a Friday, Sunday. This uh, January 27th. Yeah. Friday. And so, yeah, we weren't expecting, you know, we were hoping that we. The, the mayor didn't veto it on his last day uh, going, leaving office. Uh, we did reach out to the mayor's office to see if he had any questions about the bill. Uh, but I, he, he said, his office said that he hadn't received it from from the seventh floor and the, and the lawyers downstairs. Everybody had signed off on it, and it was just for him to sign off on it. We were hoping that, you know, as his legacy, he, he did put in... 400 acres of sand dunes and the Waiale Road for the protection of burial sites. So we're hoping that with this bill, he would continue to support uh, more protections for cultural sites. Um, the the problem, Kubika, is that the original members that voted in support for it are not here. Oh. Um, right? The, so now we have two new um council members that have not gone through the two years of work that we did and the 14 meetings that we had on 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 this bill so they're not really privy to all of these discussions that we've been having for two years and so we're i think the uncertainty is that they're you know if they're um they're for this bill um, because they, you know they would have to read up on two years of work that was put into this bill, so that's the uncertainty about bringing it on the twenty seventh. But if people want to 
um, reach out to if if they live in any of these new council members' districts. You can go ahead and call them and, and talk to them about the veto and requiring the council needs six votes to override the mayor's veto. And, and then the bill can, can go ahead and proceed. Um, so I would recommend if, if any of those new council members live in your district, hey, give them a call and ask them if they're for this or if they've had a chance to review the bill and if they're, you know, if they're likely to support it. Um, because I think if we can, if we can get their support, that we could potentially uh, override the mayor's uh, veto. Right on. So, so I'm, I'm to understand it that it, if it doesn't work out, though, at the end of the month, not everything is lost, right? Yeah. And, and again, this was uh, the outgoing uh, mayor's last uh, administrative action. So with that, we have a new incoming mayor and our uh, mayor-elect Bisson. Uh, so we're hoping that maybe he can go ahead and support uh, some of the things that we brought. We can always bring it back. Uh, but again, it has to be in, in somebody's committee, you know, so things are will be a little bit more challenging. Uh, but we'll hopefully we can uh, see if we can work with the administration and at least bring some parts of the bill um, back um, and for reconsideration. Right on, right on. So, um, aside from that, I, I know you're also working uh, diligently to make sure that you, the recently it, it came to a, a majority of vote that folks are interested in in making sure that the East Maui Water Authority is is formed and, and properly put into place. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Govico, for bringing that up. Yeah, as you know, the Maui County voters... Uh, the majority of voters voted for the, the creation of our East Maui Water Authority Board so that should we go ahead and apply for the East Maui leases from the state, that we would have a board to help manage manage the system um, and uh, go after, you know, write some grants to upgrade the system. As you know, the system is over 150 years old. It leaks. Um and now during climate change, we need we need more um, efforts to to make sure that our water resources are one under local control and not foreign control like it's currently is. You know, and that's a really big thing to bring right. up. You know, I'm going to stop you right there before we continue more on this. That right there is a really big point to me that you're making is, you know, foreign control. And people don't realize how much of an effect that has on it. Like, I recently found out that uh, Arizona's water table is nearly depleted. And they're, they're not looking at, you know, anytime soon of, of seeing it, even with the nor'easter supplementing rain and water and everything, because the the state had lost a lot of control of its water. And the, I guess through federal deals, a lot of it gets sold to the United Arab Emirates as uh, a water supply deal. And so I think that that's like an interesting thing for, for people to understand is it's not just, you know, us using water, because I think that sometimes like... You know, there, there's that misnomer of like, oh, it's us wasting water or like, you know, how California tends to like tell people it's it's because of you. And it's not necessarily just because there's water that goes to other places like too much to the hotels or too much to outside sources. Exactly right. Um, 
uh, Water is Life, Ole Kavai, right? And so um, these huge corporations from all over the world, um, this is what they do. They go after all the different countries, Australia. They're all going after uh, everybody's watersheds and, and water resources. Whoever controls the water controls the life. And so um, it's been 150 years that it hasn't been in our local control. And with climate change, if we're going to get less water, we need to make sure that we're working for ourselves. Um, we currently, the county pays for water from, from the lease, the lease, the current leaseholders. So if we become the leaseholders, then, you know, farmers like Mahipono, um, those, they would have to come and, and the East Maui uh, Water Authority would set those rates. And so, so we would, we flip the switch. We become the managers of our, uh, our water. And of course, um, as a government agency, we can apply uh, across the nation um, federal funds are being used to to update everybody's old dilapidated water systems, right? They're doing it. And so we're just following, uh, you know, the trend uh, everywhere in the world is to, to update, uh, modernize the system so that we have, you know, a working system. And for us, it's also going into the watersheds and making sure we've got healthy watersheds so that we can produce more water we need more water for our farmers for food production up in up country as well as for um, hawaiian homes projects future projects up country so we're hoping that that we'll get uh again uh, support from the incoming mayor and to to help us to um appoint a board we, we need to uh, start selecting board members and also to help fund the operation of these uh this the east maui would be the first water authority and then if future if other communities around the county wants to create their um, water authorities in their areas like molokai or like wailuku then they can go ahead and start um the creation of those water authorities as well that's what the bill did and that's what everybody voted for Right on. That's a really positive chain reaction. I mean, this sets a precedence. Right? It really does. Yeah. New, right? We're, we're moving the sticks, moving things forward. I dig it. So how, how long does it, you know, I, 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 I'm not even going to ask about the money part because quite frankly, knowing how big the budget is for Maui County, like, should be like, no problem. Hey, Mr. Mayor, just like cut one check, bro. But like, <laughs> Uh, but the appointments and that process and defining its roles and its interactions with the community, with businesses and everything to make all sides appeased. How long do you think it'll take to get it established? Oh, we're starting already. We put out the application process. Um, so we're starting with that. And hopefully um, during this next budget round, then we get to uh, go ahead and fund uh, the director's position, a secretary and um so it's it's not a lot of money i mean and and then just some some operational costs but you know um so hopefully with that i mean it's an investment right for us to get more water and it's an investment to our keiki's futures too i mean for them to we want to make sure that they have you know our natural resources secure for them 
what we do now, I mean, we're not going to be here, but uh, everything we're doing now is, is, is for their benefit, their survival. Yes, that's right. Legacy. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we, we covered quite a lot today. Thank you for, you know, taking time out of your busy schedule to talk story with me and with the people and let us know what we can do and how things are moving forward. And I just love being able to check in with you because, you know, a lot of us not have the time in between our busy schedules, you know, and so for even you to fit in enough time to, to talk on a podcast and be able to get to some ears that don't have the time in their day to find out about this themselves but can hear it while they're driving down the road, I appreciate that. Hey, mahalo, brother, because we just wanted to mahalo you for always uh, supporting us and to to everybody who supported our efforts, too. I mean, we wouldn't be able to, to do all of this without everybody else's support. So, again, um, if, if people want to call our office and get more information uh, on the East Maui Water Authority Board or the uh, Cultural Overlay Bill, you can call our office in HANA at 808-248-7513. Right on. Well, Shane Zanensi, thank you for coming on today. Hey, all right, bro. And hey, Happy New Year. Aloha. Aloha.